episode of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit and then talk about that subject for about an hour i'm matt heron i'm jeff kowalski i'm louisa heron and uh we are uh all hungover probably <laughs> is uh, that accurate i'm mostly recovered at this point I... i'm super sleepy yeah i feel like hungover with sadness <laughs> not with <laughs> <sleeves>. <laughs> well that's uh the the sadness is part of the hangover yeah, I feel like every hangover I've had was like eighty percent sadness. It's a it's a chemical thing. I forget the exact function of it, but I learned that a few years ago. I feel yeah. exactly the opposite because I don't get sick very often. So if I get a hangover, it feels like special. Like oh, I'm allowed to coddle myself. Like I don't feel <laughs> sad at all if I'm actually hungover. So I'm like oh, this is so special. I can you know lie in bed so- and do nothing. <laughs> You know what's some horse shit, though, is that the movies have peddled this narrative on us of, like, young people getting hangovers and then being like, uh, I feel so crappy. Okay, let's all go extreme hang gliding. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, you can't just shake it off. You just have to, like, sit in the dark and question your choices mm. of your life. To be fair, if you're 22, I think you can just shake it off. I don't think you can. I was 22 once upon a time. <laughs> I've only ever seen that with, like, a high-power tech executive is like, ugh, I drank, like, a whole bottle of whiskey by myself last night. Now it's time to wake up at 5 a.m. and do some powerlifting. Wait, you've seen this in real life or in movies? In movies. Uh, One prominent example is in Ex Machina, uh, where Oscar Isaac's character uh, constantly gets drunk and then is like, I'm hungover, so I have to lift weights to stop being hungover. Hey, what was, what was the deal? Like some writer wish fulfillment. Like, oh, yeah. this guy's gonna be so cool, he's gonna destroy hangovers with his physical prowess. <laughs> what was the deal with Oscar Isaacs being in every movie for a month? What oh, was that about? Because he's a fantastic and charming performer. Is he? He is, but when I see, when I watch uh, Ex Machina, I'm like, no, he's not. Like, this guy is the genius that created super robots? No, he's not. Like, <laughs> I think that's the scumbag. writer's fault. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was written as a scumbag, and Oscar Isaacs did an excellent job of performing him as a scumbag, but I'm like, he's too interesting to be a guy who invents artificial intelligence, you know? <laughs> yeah, you want it to be some, like, Steve Wozniak type of, like, a little charming, but mostly just, like, a basement gremlin. <laughs> I, even that is, like, a movie version of it, because you know the real person who really invents artificial intelligence will be so socially awkward and anxiety-ridden that they won't be able to speak to human beings. Yeah, maybe. And that's why yeah. they'll invent robots that can talk to them. Yeah, people need a strong <laughs> motivation to do something so crazy yeah. in their life. Listen, I'm not throwing any shade. I think that that's great, and, like, a lot of good technological advances have come from people who uh, are maybe not the most sociable Temple but like, Brandon invented that cow squeezer. Yeah, ew. <laughs> and what? that's where and that's where McFlurries come from. <laughs> oh no! Can you please explain what a cow squeezer is? <laughs> uh, Temple Grandin, who has autism, I don't know if it's a specific yes. kind, but she is. Uh, I don't high, think we have different kinds anymore. Chart. Okay. Anyway, uh, she is socially disadvantaged because of how strong her. 
habits are? I don't know what to say. But uh, she used that to sort of solve problems. And she came from a cattle ranching background. I did not see this movie, which I know won a bunch of awards. <laughs> but I know but, a little bit about it. But you her. do feel confident telling us this, the plot of it anyway. And she figured out in her own life she could stop herself having panic attacks if she was in something that was very small and constrictive. So she built a thing that she could like lie in and it would press down on her. And yeah. she realized that you could stop cattle from freaking out when you're trying to do things to them if you squeeze them. What are you trying to do to cattle, Louisa? Uh, they're trying to do things like castrate them or remove their horns or give no, them no, shots. No, 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 no. Let me, <laughs> let, me re- let me repeat my question with a different emphasis. What are you trying to do to cattle, Louisa? Um, I <laughs> that like you need to know them. about this. Mm, <laughs> nothing really. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. <laughs> Who played Temple Grandin in that movie? Uh, like Julianne Moore. What, what's her name? My so-called life. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't help. Claire Danes. Oh, oh, really? It's that new of a movie? She's huh. Tem- older than she seems. She was in my isn't, so-called life. <laughs> isn't Temple Grandin still alive and around, or did she die yes. recently? Okay. Yeah. I don't think she did. No, she's around. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it, the movie can't be that old, because her life story is still happening. Guys, she's 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So speaking of doing horrible things to animals, I saw a picture. This is not my thing on the internet, but I saw a picture of dog braces online. What they make is braces this your, for is dogs? Is this your thing from online? Jeff, listen to the words I'm saying <laughs> while we're recording this fucking podcast because I can see on the scrolling thing that less than ten seconds ago I said this is not my thing on the internet. You garbage human being. Mm, the cracks are starting to form in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, you should definitely make this your thing from online. No, it's not. <laughs> dog anyway, braces sounds terrible. Do- dog braces is a thing. Apparently, it's only for dogs that have a medical need for braces. I, is that a is what would be the medical need? I guess if their uh, teeth, teeth are growing teeth through their brain. Janky. I feel like most dogs have teeth growing through their brain. Yeah. Really <laughs> that would be great if every dog after they die, like you open up the skull and it's just got teeth in there, and it's like, oh, I get it. Uh, have you ever heard about those tumors that can form in? People oh, that, with uh, teeth that will grow teeth or hair. Hair, Ugh, yes. Uh. It's it's mostly your stomach lining, right? Because that's the thing that's closest to stem cells in your body. I think it is, but also the brain. I think it's the, like the stomach and oh, the brain. Yeah. Yep, which is horrible. Pretty gross. So Those you could tumors just like... are probably like the key to figuring out how to grow uh, tissue, though. So Those tumors could... are probably the key to growing quatos, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Quatos? Yeah, probably. We all want quatos. <laughs> uh, he's not a tumor. <laughs> ah, boo. I get it. That was a complicated joke, but you <laughs> yeah. got there. It was really complicated. <laughs> we all got there. <laughs> yeah. So what was your thing on the internet, Jeff? He said aggressively. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you got me thinking. You can this... have dog braces if you want. <laughs> yeah, I saw dog braces. No, I didn't see that. Uh... I'd like if you tried to play that off like it was your thing, and then you didn't actually know anything about it, but you were going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so they glue these metal bits to the dog's teeth, uh, and then they string I mean, wires what between braces them. Are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had them. Yeah, so we all I... had braces. They're yeah. very bad. Yeah. Um, so, we were talking before the show started about Daft Punk, and it got me thinking of the, um, 
Kanye West video that came out, I think most recently, for his song Famous, uh, and it's, like, shots uh, over this bed full of, like, very realistic wax figures of um, nude famous people that he's been uh, associated with controversies of, like, Mm. George Bush and Taylor Swift are all there, and I always thought it would be really funny if two of the naked people were the Daft Punk robots. (laughs) (laughs) Because be really... he's he... <laughs> go on, go ahead. They'd be naked, but they'd have their masks on. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can I ask? Is one of the mannequins uh, Kanye West? Because that would be great. <laughs> no, his he's... greatest enemy. Yes. He's in the center of it. it uh, the implication no. being that he's banged all these people. Right. That's exactly uh, one of my the point. other ones being. Yes, I'm genuinely surprised he hasn't released a song that is credited to Kanye West featuring Kanye West. Because um, <laughs> oh, he's done. Be rad. He does he a has... cover of Lit's "My Own Worst Enemy." <laughs> <laughs> he has Kanye West featuring God. And who does the part of God? I have no idea. I guess is it Morgan Freeman? There's some kind of reggae man on there. I don't know if his reggae name is God or if he's just uncredited voice of God. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I guess my thing on the internet is that I'm sad that people are making fun of Kanye West for being unwell. Well, aren't they making fun of him for this video that sounds bad and dumb? No, that was a while ago. Uh, I just thought of it because of the Daft Punk thing and because Kanye West's been on my mind. Because I'm sad that um, uh, whatever brain disease he has is making him act like a huge asshole. Because if you're acting like a huge asshole and you're very famous, no one will make you get help. Yeah, I think all that's (laughs) true. And I do think he is sick, and I try not to make fun of him personally, but... The fact that he's sick and the fact that he's an asshole might not be related. I kind of think they are, because it's, like, his behavior recently is much different than the person he kind of was, like, towards the beginning of his career. Hmm. Uh, So it may be some comorbidity with becoming an incredibly famous and successful person, uh, versus at the beginning of his career, when the record company wouldn't let him rap on records because they didn't think that he would be good enough to sell records. Like, he just had to be a producer for, like, Jay-Z or whatever. This kind of of sounds to me like those things you see on teen dramas where, like, somebody has to take some kind of brain medicine, like antidepressants, and then they get in a relationship and they're like, well, now that I love you so much, I'm going to stop taking my medicine. And you know that after the commercial break, they're going to, (laughs) like, drive their car off a bridge or something. Yeah, the commercial comes back in media res and they're just, like, wrecking their house with a hammer. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have seen what was happening during that commercial break. (laughs) As soon as that drug left their bloodstream, yep. they completely lost it. I think yep. we're describing like a teen drama version of like a Donald Duck cartoon. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'd be into that. Oh maybe. man, wouldn't it be great if they brought back DuckTales again, but it was like a my so called life DuckTales? I mean, on, that might be what's happening. Yeah, they are bringing know. it back. It's an yeah, I know. Quantity. But we already know that they're going to do that as more more of the same business. I'm saying bring it back again, or even concurrently, and have it be, like, the dark side of the DuckTales. Yeah, like, you, during... use, you use the uh, reboot as the one to attract all the attention, and then you slip in this secret dark <laughs> DuckTales. Like how there were two Sonic cartoons at the same time, one was serious yes! and one was funny? Fuck yes, exactly that. 
you're absolutely right, Jeff. I thought we were being fanciful, as is our want, but you are absolutely correct. That <laughs> yeah, is there's exactly precedent. What I'm thinking uh, of. You or even they tried to reboot the Looney Tunes to be all like hard Ugh, lunatics. They didn't, have, they didn't have pupils in their eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Well, was, I didn't watch a single episode of that, but I'm no. mad that it ever existed. <laughs> I don't know that anyone did. I feel like there. Sometimes I'm very proud of our society that there are things that happen that we all just kind of were like, let's not think about that ever again. That is pretty good. Oh, I, you know what? The opposite of that. Maybe this is my thing on the internet. I get so mad on Twitter when I see a promoted tweet that's from uh, a business. And they have a poll in their tweet, and they're like, what kind of pizza do you like best? Do you like pepperoni, or do you like uh, What everything? do you want on your tombstone? Yeah, right? And when, <laughs> when I scroll past that, and I see that in the poll, like, 3,000 people have voted, and I'm like, oh, no, you idiots, that's what they want you to do. <laughs> you know you don't have to interact with this brand. Ah! Yeah, but the flip side of that is I'm a member of Facebook groups for a lot of things that I like, and there are a lot of podcasts that I like where I really like the podcast and I really hate everyone else who likes the podcast, yeah. and sometimes people will post shit that is, like, totally unrelated to what happens in the podcast and has no point to it whatsoever, but they're like, oh, these people are like me, so they probably want to see, like, this picture of a baby diarrheaing all over the place and like no we super don't um but i love when people post stuff like that or like t- polls and things like that in those groups and everyone just ignores it like it gets no likes and it just drifts <laughs> down the page completely ignored and i'm like yeah that person fucking sucks i'm glad that they feel bad now <laughs> they don't feel bad they think it was a fluke I always see the polls and people ignore the options and it lets you fill in your own option and it Ugh. always, they always the top choice because everyone has just chosen this and ignored the real poll is 9-11 was an inside job and I, <laughs> I kind of find that extremely delightful. That's pretty good. The flip side of that though is with the polls where people can fill their own thing in. I did that once a couple of years ago for the My Brother, My Brother and Me uh, naming the year thing. Um, and I put up a poll of the, and 20 Grifteen, which was my idea and I never got credit for it on the show, but that's fine. Uh, 20 Grifteen was the one that I, that won and I put it in the poll. I wrote like 12, uh, options for, for things that they could name the year. And then people kept on writing in their own and like 15 people wrote the same thing that I'd already written. You (laughs) fucking assholes. There's only a few. Just read them before you write your own dumb joke, you piece of shit. Nobody does that ever. Every recipe, they're like, hey, you can use eggs, or I guess you can substitute applesauce. The top five comments under that recipe are like, oh my god, what can I do if I don't have eggs? (laughs) Always. Just, like, you're on a web page. Click on the top bar where the URL is and type in egg substitute. Or read the recipe where it tells you right on the line next to eggs what you could do. The problem oh, is, man. if you Google egg substitute, it's going to give you some really great ideas for pranks on your substitute teachers. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Or how you should put little tiny eggs mixed in with candy eggs to prank someone at Easter. <laughs> yes! Oh, man. Oh, now I have to put that at the end of the episode, because no one's going to know what the hell we're talking about. We forced about. your hand! <laughs> I think last week might be the first time in forever that you guys didn't force me to put something at the end of the episode, <laughs> and so I just put the rest of what we, like, after we finished recording, uh, I yeah, just that's continued the dialogue, and it was way easier, but now <laughs> you guys have 
screwed me again. Uh, I, well, I didn't do it intentionally. I just like to do callbacks because I like to hear callbacks on other podcasts. So I'm like, that's, that's certainly true. Like. Sometimes it's hard to remember what's a callback to in the show versus <laughs> yes. before the show. True. Uh, I was trying to think of a bad song to name so that I could just start listing off bad songs that you'd be forced to put at the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, it's usually fine, although sometimes I have to buy a song and then Amazon's like, oh, we see your music taste is bad now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to use our service to buy music anymore. (laughs) No, they're just like, you, oh, I see you really like Nickelback, why don't you try these songs by... System of a Down or whatever. Uh, I see you really like Nickelback. Why don't you look at this photograph? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you put this picture away? Is that Nickelback? No, that's uh, that T-shirt wearing man, Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's explicitly not a T-shirt yeah. wearer. He usually He's wears tank tops or no shirt. Yes. He's an A-shirt wearing man. I know. I got it wrong. <laughs> pretty good <laughs> you know the guy with the hat uh michael jordan no that country no. that country singer from detroit for some reason <laughs> you know it's weird that people i i call those a shirts all the time because the other names for them i find to be not good like, like fucking a shirts <laughs> no well <laughs> like ass shirts <laughs> But, like, no, like, people call those either tank tops, which I feel like is a different thing, because that's sort of, like, I mean, I feel like I calling... Think it is. Well, I feel like calling those tank... Because women wear tank tops as the shirt. Right. And men should not do that. Well... Ever. They shouldn't. Meh. You need to have something over that. Unless you're at well, a gym, Yeah, I you prefer need to that, be... but I'm not gonna send out rules. Well, I am. And the first rule is no tank tops as shirts for men. Um, I would like so, to have a rule. I don't really want to see anybody's armpits, so if everyone can stop wearing anything that ever shows their armpits in public, that would be great. Okay, yeah. how about a tank top and then also there's like a little flap underneath that you just tape over your armpit. <laughs> yeah, dress shields are attached. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm going to take this in a different direction. What about just armpits? Like, if you wore a tank top and then sleeves... So that just your shoulders and armpits were exposed? So, like those sexy club shirts that you see that have these mm-hmm. shoulders cut out, instead, yes. it would be under the arms that's cut out. It's the whole... Show the it's, armpit? It's shoulders and under the arms, so there's no connection between sleeves and tank top, and you have to wear, like, sleeve garters to hold the sleeves on. Okay. Where do the garters attach to? Around your bicep. Their mm. Sleeve garters are a real thing, Jeff. I'm not making this part up. What if you had little garter belts attached to the shoulders of your shirt, and then you uh-huh. had to clip And you the... hooked them on? That'd yeah. be pretty good. <laughs> you could have sexy fishnet uh, arm covers. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a great look for Louisa, men and you, women. You just invented the cure. <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. Oh, okay, wait. so my so... thing... Oh. Nope. Yes, I think we were going exactly the same direction. My thing I was mad at online was people taking polls for businesses and giving them more attention oh, than yes. they need. Yes. What are you guys mad about online? You already said, Matt. Yes, I had a similar thing I said. Jeff, be mad. I have to be mad about something online? <laughs> I, I know have you to. have a hard time mustering that. Uh, I mean, I just... <laughs> genuinely, I do try to not be mad about things online anymore. 
Um, but I guess I'm sort of getting annoyed. <laughs> I guess at the... you're not even mad. You're actually laughing. <laughs> yes, it's I'm I'm not mad. It's you who's mad. Uh, I'm not owned. I swear I'm not owned. Uh, mad, bro. I kind of am getting mad at um, correct thinking people who are still making jokes about the fascist government that's about to come into power. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, being like, uh, oh, look at his dumb tie that has tape on it. Like, that's the least bad thing he's ever done in his life, was it's, holding his tie together with tape. It's like when well, you see people making fun of Donald Trump's hair, and you're like, listen... We all agreed that we wouldn't make fun of people's appearance anymore because that's, like, petty and mean. You can't... Just because, like, there's so many bad things about this guy, that doesn't make it okay for you to shame him for his body. Well, I disagree because I think the thing you're not taking into consideration is that's the only shit he cares about. He Mm. really cares about people thinking he's super classy. So everyone being like, ha, we know you tape your tie together. Like, that is eating him up, and I'm glad. If it gives him an ulcer, great. If it gives him a heart attack and he <laughs> dies from it, even better. Yeah. If it gives him a tumor in his stomach that has teeth and then it grows <laughs> into a quata that starts ruling the country and has some really progressive thoughts about gay marriage, then even better. And it grows hair like his hair. <laughs> yep. Quato <laughs> uh, doesn't look anything like his host body. Mm, what about uh, how to succeed in... That's not the one. What's, what's the uh, one where are you going with this? Ter- What's the one where the guy's boil takes over his head? Oh, um, uh, how to get ahead in how advertising. How to get ahead in advertising, yes. What? There's a guy, it's a movie about a guy who has a boil that grows on his neck that tells him how to be good at advertising, and then it grows into a new head, and so the name of the movie is a pun. And also, it takes over his own head, starts to shrink. His head, who's starting to worry about being a capitalist in an 80s, like, um, yuppie, and doesn't want to do all that stuff anymore. The evil head takes over, and uh, he gets killed. Essentially, it's so very, he's... it's very like eraser head level of metaphor for the uh, experience of the common man kind of thing. Well, I've never seen eraser head. Well, neither have I, but I feel confident <laughs> in referencing it. <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so my thing on the internet from this past week, real quick, uh, was there was the crossover between The Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, and I attempted to watch all three parts of it. But I did. Also, Le- Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, oh, four yes. parts. That's true. Uh, the episode with uh, I, of Arrow is so bad <laughs> and so boring I genuinely spent most of it thinking it was a joke like because I, I couldn't watch the whole thing I had to stop it was too bad like the, the this part at the beginning where they go into the Arrow's lair and he's got his ethnically diverse team of nerds and I was like this has to be a joke. This is like them like tongue in cheek making fun of all the other shows right? No it's not it's not. That's apparently what this show is. Ugh. So, yeah. do I have to watch those other shows, or can I just watch the episode of The Flash? Because I'm you very can. slowly catching up on Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl, because they're not as, uh, excuse the pun, fast-paced um, <laughs> as The Flash is, but like, I don't want to just stop watching The Flash if I, if I can't watch parts 1, 3, and 4. It won't Here's matter. The- 
Because yeah, he- here's the thing, and I noticed this, and then I looked it up to confirm. The story that's supposed to weave together all these four shows is so centered around The Flash. I'm like, is The Flash just mm. the most popular of these shows? And yeah, it is by far. So, like, really, <laughs> the other things are just like, hey, we, we popped up as well. Even when it's their show, it's really about The Flash. This is the thing that pissed me off, though, because the episode of The Flash that was part of that was very much about all of these heroes being together in this universe. So it wasn't really an episode of The Flash. It was sort of an episode of everything all together. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched the Supergirl episode, that part of this whole crossover was the last Fifteen seconds of the episode, maybe yeah. it was about it. Was Fuck you! Telling me that's part of your crossover event when literally nothing in the episode until the last fifteen seconds has anything to do with it. You fucking assholes! You're extra angry today. <laughs> well, I told you I was hungover. I mean, yeah, that makes what sense. What do you expect from me? Okay, so we all hit the uh, the random button, and Jeff put a broken link. Yeah, in, uh, uh, yeah, I, I forgot the well. slash R in there. Sorry, but I, I added it. I added it in, so I'm good. Okay, mm, so I have to do that now. <laughs> I yes. have to do that myself now. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to choose this one, right? <laughs> yeah, probably I don't know what not. It is. Uh, it's some kind of video game. Oh. Well, tell us what it is then, Jeff. Go on. Okay, uh, let's see. It says. RimWorld, a sci-fi colony sim from Ludeon Studios, uh, and it appears to be the official subreddit for some kind of sim city in space that not very many people play, because uh, <laughs> there are not the posts don't have a lot of upvotes. There's only twenty nine thousand subscribers to the subreddit. It looks like a real brave star kind of thing. Yeah, it yeah, looks like a real like... dumb haircuts kind of thing. That's all I'm getting out of this. <laughs> It's a, it's sort of like a cyberpunk anime design, but the actual art style is very much 80s cartoon. Mm. Yeah, well, mm. what 80s cartoons wish they could be if they had had a higher budget. Well, yeah. Uh, so what did, what did you guys get? I got Random Acts of Gaming, which I genuinely don't understand. I don't uh, know what that could be. Oh, have you looked at the page or no? Just the header. Isn't that the rule? Aren't we supposed to only look at the header? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I was just looking all around. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't look into posts or anything. Well, Is... except for uh, Louise's subreddit, because it's a subject I'm intimately familiar with. Because that's the one we're definitely going to do. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> But can I ask, what, does anyone know what a random act of gaming is? Is it people giving away games? Yeah, there's a thing at the top, which I'm sure you guys also saw, that says 12 hours or more on all giveaways. No requests, please. So I'm guessing it's mostly about giveaways? Yes. The random acts uh, subcategory of subreddit is all about um, just doing a nice thing for a random internet stranger, uh, like buying something from their Amazon wish list or meeting up with them to perform sex acts on them. Ew. I see there's Ew. a lot of Steam giveaways. Man, do not sense. get those two pages confused. <laughs> it would be very difficult because Reddits uh, do not have clever names at all. It just tells you what you're going to get. I'm just saying it would be very funny if you looked up someone's uh, Amazon wish list and then gave them a blowjob. <laughs> I did this all Wait, wrong. Isn't, isn't that the cyberpunk future that we're all hoping for? <laughs> I bought you a blowjob out of your Amazon wish list. 
How many space credits do you need to earn? Uh, I believe they're called creds, spelled with a Z. And a K. Oh, we're probably going to switch entirely over to Dogecoins by then, right? Why do people pronounce that Doge? The G in dog is pronounced guh. Why would it be dog or uh, maybe a corruption of doggy? Uh, because it's a reference to the Catholic Church uh, member, the Doge. It's I not, don't think it's so. Not, it's not really. But, but there is one it's of those. It's because it's the only place you can exchange them for currency, and not a lot of people know this, is at a dojo. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if you find a black belt, he will take your doge coins and give you hard cash for them. He's like, wow, such value, much encryption. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't a racist thing, it's because that's what the meme is. Yes, I think everyone knows that. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I know you guys knew it, but we have an audience of... Yep. Um, I don't think random acts of gaming is interesting. So yeah, let's talk about Louisa. It's mostly just going to be like, I bought this Steam bundle and I have this game I don't want. Does someone want it? Like, that's what it's going to be, right? Yeah, I yeah. do that on Facebook all the time. That's the thing, though, because it's never going to be a game anyone wants, right? Because yeah. if you wanted it, you wouldn't give it away. So it's going to be like, who wants a European Truck Simulator 4? Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, okay, so I will say what I got, which is D&D Next is the name of the board. Ooh. And I did have to look at the side to know what they meant by that. And what they mean by that is that it's a place uh, to discuss the latest version of Dungeons & Dragons, the 5th edition, known during the playtest as D&D Next. So it is 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I really thought when they did the whole D&D Next thing that they were using as their like code name... I was really disappointed because I thought that the nerds who do Dungeons and Dragons stuff would be smart enough to not be like, oh yeah, let's rebrand our thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've had all of these things called number edition. Don't don't go to a new naming convention. That's just going to annoy people down the line. If we nerds, I'm definitely one of them, if we Dungeons and Dragons nerds want anything, it is clear taxonomy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, like, they don't put on the cover or anything the number of the edition, but they do make it clear within the text, so it's sort of the best of both worlds, that the books just say Dungeons & Dragons, so uh, no normies are like, well, do I have to buy the first four to know what this one is? Uh, I think you'll find that it's the best of all seven worlds, because there are seven planes in the Dungeons & Dragons universe. Ooh. Name them. Name them all now, without uh, looking. The Elemental Planes of Fire, Earth, one, Wind, and Water. Two, That's three, four. four. Uh, the Celestial Plane, and the Abyssal Plane, and then the Material Plane. The Illusion wow. Fields, and Midgard. <laughs> uh, and then, uh... Toontown. The... <laughs> oh, man. There is, a, there is a tabletop game about Toontown. Where oh, I thought you as... said Poontown. <laughs> what? Why would I say that? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I just For had some... to make something up to derail everything entirely. <laughs> Isn't that our standard practice? Uh, that would just be a really fun... Like, D&D has a bunch of normal places, and then one of them is just, like, a really rude sex village. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's just the plot of, of the movie anyway. Cool World, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood, no. if she could. <laughs> oh, that is the tagline to Cool World. <laughs> it the is. Only, the only thing anyone knows about that movie. Was it Brad Pitt? The, the no, man Brad Pitt was in uh, Johnny Suede, I want to say. Is that what that was called? Wait, so I've who never was... never heard of that. 
I I've been living a lie uh, this whole time. I genuinely thought Brad Pitt was the star of Cool World. I think it's Gabriel Byrne. Isn't that crazy? I don't I, think that's that right. World. I think I'm right, and I will. History will. It's Brad it. Pitt. I'm looking it up now. It's Brad. Pitt. Oh, it's Brad shit. Pitt. Gabriel Byrne also in it. It's Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah also Gabriel Byrne. That's fine, but obviously I was talking about the character played by Brad Pitt when I said, "Isn't that Brad Pitt?" Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, oh, he's on okay. the cover of the fucking box. So Johnny Swade was a movie that he was in. Listen, I'm not on trial here. Everything I <laughs> said you? was right, except that you he... <laughs> are. You're charged with murder. This is a very serious case. Yes. Why do you keep making jokes about internet stuff? <laughs> Listen, we'll figure out Cool World, then we'll get back to the trial stuff. <laughs> Louisa, please wake up. We miss you. Can I ask? <laughs> That's pretty good. Can I ask? Um, is there? An, are there enough movies about humans wanting to have sex with cartoons to make it a genre? Yes. Okay. There's a minimum of two. I say Three. yes because Jeff, I guarantee... Jeff, 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 you made the tragic mistake. The tragic mistake of forgetting Monkey Bone. Oh, I thought uh, Space Jam. I don't consider stop motion animation to be cartoons, uh, even though I'm not sure that that is an accurate opinion of mine. Yeah, I, think... I don't really either. Hmm. It's animation, but cartoons to me is hand-drawn animation. It, but Monkey Bone... Even though I know that that's just me. Monkey Bone is a drawn cartoon. It's just when he goes into that world, they are stop-motion oh. versions of that. Hmm. Okay. Did you know that movie is directed by uh, celebrated uh, animation director Henry Selick? Huh. Did you know that I've seen that movie a couple times? Of course, you're the biggest <laughs> Brendan Fraser fan in the entire world. That might be true. I really <laughs> do like him a lot. Uh, I've seen half of it because there was a while that it was on Comedy Central uh, yes. pretty much every day. That's why I've seen it a few times. I'm it was amazed. on Comedy Central every day during the time when World of Warcraft first came on, and I would have any <laughs> fucking thing on the TV. <laughs> I'm amazed they ever let Henry Selleck make another movie after Monkey Bone bombed so hard. Like, he yeah. got to make Coraline after that. They didn't let Chris Kattan make any other movies, though, huh? <laughs> I feel like he probably died, right, Chris Kattan? <laughs> <laughs> During the filming of Monkey Bone? <laughs> uh, no, sometime in, like, 2003... <laughs> He's probably think, dead, Chris right? <laughs> I think Chris Kattan is due for a comeback in, like, a serious film. Eh, right? Oh yeah, something no about like a washed up comedy actor. Yeah, I mean like it it worked for Jim Carrey and it worked for um Adam Sandler. No, cuz he went back the other way. Yeah. Yeah, now he just makes movies about uh his fat friends falling over into vats of pudding or whatever. Ugh, yes. He's a real disaster, man. He always was. I never liked him. Even in his heyday when everyone's like, "Well, he's the funniest person making movies." Like, well, no, I didn't think so. I uh, I still think Billy Madison is really funny. I feel like he is the kind of person who is genuinely funny, but then, like, also is too easily distracted to, like, put the effort into being funny. Yeah. So he'll come up with a funny idea and run with it for a minute, and then just dissolve into making random noises until people, like, stop looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. fade out on scripts. A lot of his scripts don't seem to have endings. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised if that were true. Like, it, Billy Madison or, um, uh, what's the, is that the golf one? Oh, Happy Gilmore. Like, 
they're both movies where there's a fairly funny premise and the beginning of it is pretty good, but then the ending of it is pretty much unrememberable because it's yeah, like, yep, <laughs> uh, it's impossible to remember the endings of these movies because they're the most cookie cutter, like end of every movie from the mid eighties ending to a movie. Billy Madison was like a horror movie to me. Like, I literally have nightmares that that has happened to me. That, like, some file work got, uh, file paper, paperwork got misfiled, and they're like, hey, you, you 28-year-old man, now you have to go back to high school. And I'm always like, no, and then halfway through the dream I go, wait, I'm 28, I'm an adult, I don't have to be here, and I just leave. <laughs> Jeff, you, you, you should king know. You high school now, buying kids booze and cigarettes and vape <laughs> pens or whatever they like now. Yeah, Jeff, you should uh, yes, really... Yes, pens, absolutely. <laughs> you should really take a page from Rodney Dangerfield instead of Adam Sandler on this, because I think that that would, would make your back dreams to way college. more fun. Yeah. Like, uh, anytime you have that dream, just be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the choose-your-own-adventure where I turn to the page where I'm Rodney Dangerfield instead, and yeah. then you can have a great time. <laughs> so in that book... worth I... training yourself to do in lucid dreaming, which is to realize this is a dream... I can do whatever I want. That is a very important lesson to teach yourself. You know what I realized there the other day? Why is, aren't there choose-your-own-adventure YouTube videos? There are. Are there? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Why I've seen them. I retract set, my question. <laughs> you set the videos to not show up in search results, and then you just make, like, 50 different videos, and you can click on the annotations to go to your choice. Uh, man, I thought I had a really good idea. I mean, there's not, like, a prominent live-action version of it, as far as I know. It's mostly been, like, animated. I saw one that was, uh, Play Street Fighter by clicking YouTube annotations, and that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, um... Also, can just point of clarification, this Choose Your Own Adventure book, the bottom of every single page says to be Rondi Dangerfield turned to page 173. Uh, I think so. Well, I think <laughs> it would a be... a sandwich at a fancy party. <laughs> <laughs> Golf <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> it's weird, though, because every, every time you beat Rodney Dangerfield, it tells you about eating a big sandwich and annoying rich people, and then at the end of that page, it tells you to turn to a page that just says you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you don't get no respect, it says, and there's a frowny face. Yep, but <laughs> what's weird is that that's the same, that page is the page you turn to directly if you choose to be Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's alive, though. Only in body. Only, but uh, if only in my dreams. <laughs> that's only the in... you put at the end of that episode now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, what I mean, song it, is it that? It is Christmas time. Debbie Gibson song. Oh, no, yeah. I was thinking of uh, I'll well, Be Home for Christmas. you're wrong, because it's the Debbie Gibson one that it should be. What's the De Debbie Gibson one? It's called Only in My Dreams. <laughs> How does it go, though? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Oh, come on. It's I'm going to have to find this fucking song. <laughs> I'll yeah, look be up Debbie dead Gibson. for Christmas. <laughs> there have been, been a couple times where I've almost been fooled on buying songs for this show, where it's like, <laughs> well, this is the same title, and I don't know who sings it, so I'm sure this is it. And then I click the sample, and it's like an evangelical pre preacher telling me about how I'm going to hell. And I'm like, you can't do that, Amazon. <laughs> you can't give this equal weight to Billy Ocean. <laughs> you can't call this evangelical video Hit Me Baby 
baby one more time. Yeah, <laughs> you really can't. And it's not a video, it's just an audio recording, which is I'm, even worse. I'm amazed how little we've talked about D&D, a game we all play and love. That's true. Yeah, so let's well, I can get fi- into it. It's fine. Go ahead, describe the sidebar. So we're looking at uh, the top. It has uh, the Dungeons and Dragons logo, and then a little background with you can only see a little sliver of someone's face, and they look scary, and they have glowing blue eyes, and there's lightning in the background. So they're probably a monster. <laughs> I think it's the cover of the latest uh, campaign book, um, well, that would make sense. Some, something something Thunder King. Yep. Oh, is that the the? Um... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. White Walkers. He looks like a White Walker type. I it's... think he. I think he's a real big Zeus. Is he not the Ravnica guy? No, the Ravnica guy is That's purple, magic. not blue. That's Magic the Gathering. Oh no! What? What am I? Um, Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Yes. No, Curse of Strahd uh, is the second most recent. Now they released ah, yes. one after it already. Somehow, Curse of Strahd is awesome, though. If you're going to play an expansion, that might be the best one to play. Yeah, I'm playing it right now with my other group, and it is. So cool. <laughs> it's but like I'm basically just playing as Simon Belmont, but a girl. Okay. Uh like like as if the Belmonts fell into ruin and there's only one left and she's not good at hunting monsters. The fall of the house of Belmont. Yeah, pretty much. Uh The and... Belmont tolls for thee. <laughs> no, that one's bad. <laughs> Uh, and her only character motivation is to murder Strahd as revenge for killing her family. Which I won't be able to do. He's no. like level 30. Yes. <laughs> so we got off track, but the sidebar here just says something yeah, that sorry. said before. <laughs> and that is, this is a place to discuss the latest edition of Dungeons & Dragons. So they bring out new editions which revise the rules and tweak gameplay a little bit, but the general uh, structure of the game has always been the same, I believe. Which is yeah, a pretty freeform much. adventure. They bring uh, out new editions to see if you can stand the rain. <laughs> that was a really effective <laughs> clock ticking. Yeah, good. I was listening. Whoever has that clock is that clock is the best character. Uh, good job, show. Louisa. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I was uh. afraid it actually disconnected. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Oh. Uh. That so, was a good joke, though, I made, I feel. <laughs> no. Are you guys familiar with the works of New Edition? Because <laughs> nope. I feel like you really need to... The band? I think, I yes, think the I'm band too, New Edition. I think I'm Poison. too young and Louisa's too old. No, I like I like some of their songs. <laughs> what songs are, do they have that are famous? Wait, not I'm, Poison, because that's Belle Bib DeVoe. I'm getting yeah. confused. I looked up their... their Mr. Uh, Telephone Man? Did they do that one? I want to say they, yes. I want to say they, I'm always right, and then I look things up and prove myself right. Well, Mr. I'm saying that the Telephone top man. the top songs of theirs in popularity, Can You Stand the Rain, number one, Cool It Now, number two, oh, yeah, Ca- yeah. Candy Girl. Yes. Are and they the ones that did that, like, with the super high pitch, like, yes. Candy Girl? Yes. Okay, that's definitely the song I'm putting at the end of so this episode. So it's not Sugar Sugar by the Archies, which has the phrase Candy Girl in it? No, no it's not. Okay. Oh, they did do Mr. Telephone, man. Yeah, You're right. of course they did. Of course I'm right. Wait, they one of their songs was the band Boys to Men? Uh, doesn't doesn't seem accurate. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> they had a song called Boys to Men before the band Boys to Men was around, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. 
Or concurrently, actually. 1988, boys to men were around by then, weren't they? I don't were think they? so. They I started don't think very so. young, and it was the mid 90s, I think, when they started. Okay, like, maybe they, they were later. Been extremely young. But man, what a fucking power play that no, would be. I think they were if, all started by the same producer. Boys to Men started in 85. Oh, fuck yes. I love this. The idea of one band having a rival band and then, like, making a single named after that other band. That is the best (laughs) fuck you ever. I love that. Is the new edition song spelled Boys with a Z and 2, the Roman numeral 2? No, it's not. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know if they could do that without breaking copyright. How fucking rad would that be, though, if, like, who's a, who's a musician now? Here's the new NSYNC song, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, exactly, although that is very much not a timely reference. Who is the modern bands? We don't have rival <laughs> bands anymore. Because Who is they the all... modern bands? That should be our slogan. <laughs> like, 20, what if, 21 Pilots? <laughs> what if what if Taylor Swift came out with a song called Katy Perry? Like, fuck uh, off. Oh, yeah, there she you go. She did come out with a song about Katy Perry. Yeah, but Well, that's because Katy she's a Perry. petty asshole. What yeah. if she came out with a single called Katy Perry and it was just fart sounds into a microphone for two, two minutes and 40 seconds? <laughs> I guess she almost did that with Dear John, which is about John Mayer. Yeah. So she's close. If anyone is going to release a song that is just the name of another artist, it's the pettiest person in the world, Taylor Swift. Well, John Mayer, to be fair, did the same thing to the band, to the, uh, the, the book Alice in Wonderland. Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) You you need to, you need to go lie down and pun it. (laughs) I told you I was hungover. You're on timeout. (laughs) Come on. I wish well, I knew it's more about good. music, because in the modern history of recorded music, I bet you there's a band or person who has done exactly what you're saying, but I can't think of one. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, there was a band that released a so- uh The Ataris have a song called um, Ben Lee Sucks, hmm, uh, and it's about good. the musician Ben Lee. I think it's, uh, and he covers it on one of his albums, which I think is even more of a power move. Oh, it's yeah. Ben Lee by the Ataris, uh, and he covers it on one of his albums. That is, that's the only way you can trump that, uh, that play, right? Like, that's the next move in that chess game. Yeah. Well, I guess so, yeah. You have to cover it, and then the other people have to, what, what do you do to get out of that? How do you, you beat don't. that? You have is to. That... The only reaction is to go. Ah, you got us. Is that the coup de grace? <laughs> there then has you to send be them another. A balloon bouquet, <laughs> and you make up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry I... you wrote that song. Thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> I guess the next the next move would be to offer to open for them in concert. Because that would be pretty baller, right? Yeah. Wow, these lyrics are insanely aggressive. I'd love Are to we kick talking... you in the face, break your legs, and throw you from a train. Are we still talking about Candy Girl by New Edition? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's about rival uh, hip hop crew Candy Girl. <laughs> you know what? The, that song, Boys to Men. I've been trying to Google it. It is Google proof because there's no <laughs> way to find very it bad SEO. <laughs> I mean, I found it by googling New Edition songs, so that might help. Boys to Men, new edition. Is this going to work, or is this just going to tell me how much they're alike? I'm going to look it up on Spotify. 
and see if I can bring it up and play it through my microphone like a like a dick. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, so okay. <laughs> there's a posting on the Dungeons and Dragons board that we're supposed to be talking about mm-hmm. where someone is selling their they've fallen on hard times and they're selling their D&D books and that's very sad. But how much money do you expect to get for used D&D books? Like, is this going to be the thing that gets you your car payment? I do not believe so. I mean, he's probably on, like, a bunch of different boards selling, like, all of his nerd things. Those books are, like, 50 bucks each. Yes, but I'm not going to pay, like, retail prices for used uh, D&D books. Yeah, that's true. I think he could get... uh Maybe upwards of $100 for all of them, uh, yeah. if he sells them individually. Ooh, what but if any also, of them are signed by Gary Gygax? That's a uh, limited uh, number yeah, of Yeah, especially because he, he died he... before any of these were printed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he did not die before any of them were printed. Get yes, he the absolutely bo- the books did. In, the books in the photograph are all 5th edition books, oh, and okay. he died... Okay, yeah, I think, yes, 5th I think he died before 4th edition. But I thought Matt was saying that he died before any of this this. <laughs> Yeah, D and D is a posthumous. Yeah, like, no, he absolutely <laughs> didn't. He was definitely around. In the no artist is appreciated in their time, Louisa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, did you? I I just remembered a thing that is very very cool. Um, did you guys see? I I posted it on Twitter and Facebook. It was going around for a little bit. It was an interview with the first person to play a wizard in a role playing game. Okay. Uh, you see it now. He talks about it. His character was the Wizard of the Wood uh, from, uh, like, I think the earliest D&D setting, like, before uh, Greyhawk, Gary Gygax's setting, took over. Um, It was not, it was the Chainmail Revised rules. Uh, It was just really cool to see this guy who was, like, in his 70s talking about how 40 or 50 years ago he was hanging out with friends and told the game runner, who had not yet designed rules for magic, uh, yes, I would like to play a wizard in our fantasy game. (laughs) Uh, uh, It was just really cool that you could pinpoint, yeah, this is the first person who played a wizard. That's pretty good. I am kind of friends with a guy who wrote for the original Dungeons and Dragons series. His name is Lawrence, and he's a super duper cool guy. He just wrote a translation of the second Three Musketeers book that has never been translated from French before, which is pretty cool. Anyway, um, he uh, he tells stories about like when because he wrote an expansion for the original Dungeons and Dragons, and he was like. Yeah, we literally had nothing to draw on, so everything was just pulled out of your ass, and you just, like, made it up entirely as you went along, and that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it it ends up with really crazy things, like this original setting that I can't really remember the name of. It's like, like, uh, Blackmore? Blackmore, I think is what it's called. Uh, they had, like, this crazy thing where there was a spaceship that had crashed nearby, and so there was a bunch of anachronistic technology and stuff, and because the minis that they used, the trees had, like, uh, way out of proportion oranges, uh, they ended up inventing something called super berries that could power up your magic spells. It's (laughs) just, like, it's, it's... 
it's Calvin Ball, basically, uh, and then they eventually codified it into rules. Well, well the whole I... thing is Calvin Ball. That's the thing. Like, you say the first guy to play a wizard. What was it before that? Then just being, like, fighters and figuring out stats? Because since it's a fantasy thing you're making up, it should be as crazy as possible. Why wouldn't it be? Exactly. Well, and yeah. that's, that's how I like to run games even now. Like, whenever I run a D&D game, if somebody wants to do a thing in my game, I, like... I'll I'll say yes almost certainly if they ask hey can I do this the answer is going to be yes it might not be great but you can certainly do it like oh, if your physical say, body could do it you can do it right yeah we should probably say that yeah we kind of mentioned it but we are all currently playing a uh, occasional game of D anD D yeah we all play one together uh, over Skype with Jeff a couple other friends off roles of being DM or being players. Yep. Yep. Uh, Creepy Podstill listeners will know the, uh, all the other players because they've all been guests on my show. Because that's <laughs> actually because the reason I started Creepy Podstill was because we last minute canceled a session of D and D, uh, and Louisa and Regina were like already on the Skype call, and I had been thinking about doing this podcast, uh, and it was like, "Hey, do you guys have any Creepy Podstills you want to talk about?" And we just did. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. So Jeff owes his empire to Dungeons and Dragons, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then I go every week to the local comic book store and play D&D with uh, basically a bunch of strangers. Oh, that's cool. I I tried to do that one time. I think I told Louisa about this the other day. I did a like a meetup.com thing to do mm-hmm. a Dungeons and Dragons game, and I went to a local comic book store to play this game, and it was like eight or nine people. All of them were way older than me, which I thought was a little weird, but fine. Um, but we all sat down at the table, and then they were like, okay, who knows how to run a Dungeons & Dragons game? And I was like, bye! Oh. <laughs> I'm out of this. Yeah, they were about to trick you into running <laughs> D&D. Yeah, like, I love running D&D, and I'm very happy to do it with people that I know, but I will be damned if I'm gonna run a Dungeons & Dragons game for a group of strangers. That yeah. is not okay. And a full Especially... clinic on teaching them how to play. <laughs> yes. Especially that many strangers. Yeah, I usually, like, every time I run a Dungeons & Dragons game, I like to have at least one person who hasn't played D&D before, um, because I think it's a great hobby that everyone should try at least once, Uh, but having everyone be new to it is, like, really hard to play. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, I like playing with a, a new person because they they uh, think outside the box in a way that's fun. There's always that moment when a person first starts playing Dungeons and Dragons where sooner or later it comes down to like everyone's doing stuff, and then you're like, okay, what do you do? And they're like, what can I do? And you're like, dude, <laughs> like anything. <laughs> there is no limitation on this, my man. What what could you do if you were a dragon man that knew how to sing people to be more powerful? Yeah. That's what you can do, because that's who your character is. Yep. So, I like that, and um, this guy, actually the guy who ran the first Dungeons & Dragons game I ever played in, uh, who is a friend, who is the father of my friend Amy, uh, he was telling me about, like, when he runs D&D games, uh, he can always tell the people who are more used to playing RPGs on, like, computers and whatever, because they always try to loot everything from everybody, <laughs> which I think is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, it's uh, very smart to do, though, because usually if you roll well enough, the DM will be like, yeah, you find some gold. That's if you're not very good good at being a DM, because, like, 
a lot of times people will loot bodies in games that I run, and then they'll be like, so what do I find? And I'm like, you find, like, he's wearing robes, and he has, like, stuff in his pockets, and he has, like, hands and feet, and, like, like you can take any of this stuff. You have a sword. Do you want to cut his head off? Like, you can do it. Yeah, the, uh, the answer is always, yes, cut his head off. Take that head off. Yeah, 100%. He's definitely got a bounty somewhere that you could only redeem if you bring the Jarl the head of him. <laughs> well, and this happened to me in one of the first games I ever ran was people fought giant spiders and then they were like, so what can we take? And I was like describing the entire body of this spider and they're like, oh, cool. And then they took like everything and they even took like the poison sack from the spider and then of course all their food got poisoned and then they all died. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I think it would be fun if you had an alchemy toolkit to uh, drain that poison sack into some vials and keep it to poison your weapons later. Sure, but my point is, like, if you're a player, like, it's not like in a computer game where, like, the things that are important are highlighted and glow and then you can take them. Like, you can do anything you want, but you should have a plan for the stuff you're gonna do. Yeah, that's true. Because, uh, there's, uh, there's, like, overwhelming amounts of choice sometimes, which, uh, becomes, it's... It becomes uh, a challenge as a team of people who all have there are all everyone's characters have different motivations, and then a challenge as a DM to sort of without forcing them to do anything specific necessarily, uh, trying to get everyone to uh, move in some direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on writing a weekend LARP right now, and uh, it's a very different thing than writing a, a game because. I you have so much less control over the world that they are in. Um, and we were just talking about, like, we have this really cool idea for this climactic ending to the game. And then we were like, what if they just don't? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're giving them all of these things, all of these motivations, all of these reasons why their characters would want to, but what if they just don't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've all seen... Uh, this isn't really a spoiler, because I won't get specific, but we've all seen uh, one of the earlier episodes of Westworld where the robots are meant to do little scenarios that are exciting and fun for people to see and take part in, and uh, a guy we see behind the scenes, one of the creators, is talking about how he's got a really great speech for a character to give, and then the first time we see that character get ready to give the speech, uh, one of the people playing just kills them. Yeah, And uh, kind of ruins that moment. (laughs) I've never seen a more accurate uh, portrayal of LARP writing than in that moment on television. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed the part when um, the two, like, rich businessmen who we've been following Mm, in one of the plot lines... Uh, No, it's, like, their first episode. Okay. Uh, They, um, they're walking around uh, and the... The, like, nicer one is like, oh, hey, this old man wants us to help him. And the other guy's like, no, I've been here before. Don't talk to anyone who is nice to you. They're just going to try to give you a quest. And that is, like, so much of, like, if you're playing D&D with someone who's like, I'm gonna be a, a drow rogue. It's like, oh, no, here we go. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like that part, to me, reminded me so much of playing, like, Elder Scrolls games, like, video yeah. games, where mm-hmm. it's like, like, you cannot finish a quest without eight children coming up to you and begging you to do more quests, and it's like, I'm never gonna fucking finish this game! It just keeps <laughs> and going! And if you load up, if you load up the game for the first time and you've installed the DLC already, 
Uh, or rather, if you load up an old save after installing all the DLC, like, 12 people show up at once to be like, hey, join my different, uh, new race, uh, fighting clan that we, uh, have from the DLC you just installed. Yeah. It's like, alright, guys, come on. When they start yelling over each other and one of them is like, you need to join the group that kills vampires, and the other one's like, come and be a vampire with me, and you're like, you guys should sort this out yourselves. Uh, one time... One time I had a save file in a town that was hostile to me, and I loaded it after installing all the DLC, and <laughs> just all of the quest givers died in the crossfire, what? and I, I don't know how to go join the vampire hunting clan now. Just don't. They're the worst. If Skyrim, or rather, if, uh, yeah, if Skyrim, Skyrim had a DM, you could work around that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why this is going to be a controversial statement, and I love computer game RPGs. But tabletop RPGs are provably better. Yes. They just are. Like, I know that there's no graphics. I know that there's no cool cutscenes. They're just so much better, though. Eh, it depends yep. a lot on the people playing, though. That's it true. It depends on what you want out of a game experience, yeah. but overall, uh, I would agree. And I think that uh, Skyrim is the game that comes closest to simulating the kind of freedom you feel in D&D. But there's still just, like, so much stuff you can't do simply because it's a computer game with a limited set of things. Yeah, but one thing that's nice about computer games is, and kind of the reason they were invented, the RPG style of computer game, is they figure out all the math stuff and the roles behind everything you're mm. going to do. Which totally sucks. Well, that's one of the things that was so great about the the Neverwinter Nights games, because they did do all that stuff, but there was a thing you could, like, a switch you could flip so that it would show you all the math it was doing, and, like, if you ever needed a primer to learn how to play D&D real quick, <laughs> it was great. You're just like, wait, why, why are they adding three to that? Oh, you add that modifier in this role as well? Oh my god, I never knew. <laughs> yeah, plus, um... That that game has a dungeon master mode where, uh, like, you can design a quest for other people to go on, uh, which is a little a little like Skyrim. It's just you gotta trust Bethesda that they put in whatever. But it's sort of like it's nice to have different modules. Yeah, although I think that for that stuff, that feels less like dungeon mastering to me and a lot more like LARP writing because it's the kind of thing where you set everything in motion and then you really kind of step back. Whenever I'm doing, whenever I'm GMing a game, I always have a pretty loose idea of what the plot is going to be and then I just make up what's happening based on what the people in the game do. So, like, I don't know, maybe other people do different things, but, like, you know, sometimes I'll have a map or something like that, but a lot of time I'm just like, well, I don't know what they're going to choose to do, so what's the point in making any notes? I'm just going to wait and see what happens. <laughs> I find playing a game, I've only ever been a player, I've never been a GM, but I find playing it, it's very hard not to try to break the game. When you know that a DM is trying to lead you in a certain direction, it's really hard not to try to figure out what they absolutely don't want you to do and do that instead. I've definitely played games where that's what people do, and that can be fun as well. I mean, I've told this story a few times, but never on this podcast, so I'm going to now. Um, <laughs> I, I ran a game of a tabletop game called Scion uh, that Jeff and some of our other friends like uh, Emma and Colin and Regina played in. Um, no, not Scion, sorry, Exalted. Um, <clears throat> and, tomato, tomato. <laughs> well, they're basically the same, but anyway. Um, and the very beginning of the game... 
for anyone who doesn't know, the game is about like sort of medieval Japan where the characters are all super gods who are way stronger than everyone else. So the whole game began with uh, all the player characters fighting an entire army, the five of them against an entire army of people. Um, and they fought and whatever the fight happened. But instead of killing all of these mooks that were literally just named like guy one through 35 on a sheet of paper, they kept one of them alive and like tied him to the back of a horse <laughs> and then just carried him around for the whole rest of the game. <laughs> and I had to like yep. make him somehow important so that this didn't, this wasn't just an insane torture of some guy. <laughs> yeah. You guys uh, did that in the campaign we're playing now with yeah. uh, just someone who was supposed to be a skill check <laughs> obstacle and he sort of became um a mascot i don't want to i don't want to say your friend because no, you mostly tortured him into insanity no blarto is our good friend <laughs> he's in another oh, dimension boy. now though we haven't seen him in a while he's fine we gave him like 300 gold he's gonna do great I think you gave him the power of flight and took all his clothes away? No, Because yeah, I did. seem to remember him flying away nude. Yes, sure. he was nude because he was having some kind of uh, mad science experiment put on him, and he was falling out of the tower, and as he fell past Louisa, who was a wizard, yeah. she just cast anti-gravity on him or whatever, and he just yeah, floated he's away. Be great. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna handle this just fine. <laughs> he's out there living his best life. Oh all man, the Aracobra. I cannot wait until I am GM of this game again because I've got some plans for Blarto, our <laughs> oh, friend no. Blarto. Stop trying to kill Blarto. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys manage to get back from the alternate dimension, you're trapped in. It's uh, uh. it's um, it's one of my rules of the game that I'm writing, and I have not discussed it with Jeff, but. It's one of my rules that Blarto will never die from my actions. Like the players, the players will have to kill Blarto because I will not have like circumstance kill him. They will literally have to kill him to save the world. That might be true. We'll see how how things play out. Oh man, I'm I'm fiending for you guys to get through uh, the like last session or two of this story because I really want to bring back my dragon man at like four levels higher or whatever he'll be now. Yeah. One of the things that I did not anticipate with this trading off of GM stuff that is like super fun is the fact that, uh, leveling up your character is always kind of a fun thing. You get to pick all kinds of new stuff in your game. Um, leveling up your character like eight times is so good. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, I'm going to kill everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I'm not especially good at combat in my Wednesday night game that I play in. Mm. Uh, like, I, I got some good rolls, so I end up having, like, an armor class of 18, so I'm not that easy to hit. Uh, but most of my uh, skill in combat comes from being able to stand far away and shoot things with arrows. But this guy, this dragon man, can hit, like, three people a turn and, f like, do melee attacks from a distance. I really like playing as him. Well, we should say what we play uh, in the game that we all play. I'm a human wizard. Uh, I want to know what Jeff plays in this other game, but I also want to hear you guys say what you play in this game. Okay, uh, well, in this game, I play a dragonborn monk named... Oh, what is his name? Calreath. Calreath. <laughs> Calreath Halftooth. Uh, he is, um, he's sort of like a loner Indiana Jones type, uh, and he follows the 
Path of the Sun, I believe it's called. Uh, which he's means sort of like a Simon Goku Belmont, powers. but as a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has as a he has Go- monster. <laughs> yeah, he has Goku powers. He can shoot uh, blasts Hold of on. Goku energy. I didn't out of know his we hands. were going to do the full get to know Miss uh, whatever state in the uh, Miss America pageant thing. <laughs> so my character is named Morwenna Waveharp, and she is a coastal wizard, and uh, she's got some stuff, some scores she needs to settle. Uh, yeah, she's also, like, cold-hearted. Yeah. I notice a lot of times yeah, she takes into actions, her and I'm like, whoa, what's going on there? Whoa. She's got those dead shark's eyes. She's Uh-oh. only lawful neutral. She's been like, telling lies. She's not gonna help you out. <laughs> she's a lover boy at play. Whoa, here she comes. And she don't play by rules. <laughs> she's the man-eater. Anyway, Matt, who's your guy? <laughs> that was a different song I like than the one imagine. I was doing. I know, yep. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, my character in the game we all play in uh, is a tiefling paladin. As you guys have guessed, I like to play things that are a dichotomy. Uh, so he's a tiefling paladin. And I've never played as a paladin before, which is weird because it seems like the kind of thing I would want to play because I'm very into, like, lawful good characters. Um, and I did not and realize... from Final Fantasy three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he has a dark past, but now he's a paladin, so that's super great. Yeah. Um, I never realized until I played this how fucking insane armor classes for paladins get. Because I'm level, like, 10 or whatever, and my armor class is, like, 23. Which means that someone needs to roll higher than a 23 on a 20-sided die to hit me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real good. I actually... Uh, the last battle you guys were in was supposed to be much more difficult, but you just, like, that was supposed to be all of the monsters in the dungeon, but you guys mowed them down so fast that now I'm like, alright, I'm gonna really kick their ass next time. (laughs) Part of it also is that we played, like, four sessions without fighting anything, and I think we were all like, you know what, fuck it, we just, we're just gonna go ham on this, this bitch. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Louisa, you wanted to know more about my, uh, vampire hunter. Yeah, tell me about uh, Does it have a is... mouth on her hand that she uses to, uh, have witty banter with? Sorry? Mm, I don't know Sorry. what that means. Vampire hunter D, go on. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen that. It's not uh, good. Anim- it's bad. Anime's bad. It, that one especially, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um... I, she had been known just as Brant, B-R-A-N-T. Because she's a uh, seabird. Well, just because I... Well, okay, Heron, give give me a break. Hey, I didn't choose that one, thank you. <laughs> Guys, can we start referring to the kind of swear that we would not say on this show, you know the one I'm talking about, as flipping the seabird? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey guys, I just dropped a seabird in this uh, internet argument. Mm. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I had to type... Well, we, you, you uh, drop a seabird at the end of every show. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, first of all, I'm not saying C word, I'm saying C bird. C bird, yeah, my bad. Get it right. And second of all, I mean, you've pointed out many times on this show that we're British, and British people flip seabirds all the time. <laughs> yes, that's true. It means uh, pal, or it can be an adjective meaning very. <laughs> it's fun. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, Brant. I hadn't decided too much of her backstory until prompted by the DM mm. midway through the session. I don't like that. Uh, Plan well, ahead. I don't, I don't <laughs> like to have a complicated backstory planned because mm. I like to see... I like to have, like, a personality decided upon and uh, then see how 
the character ends up being in play, and then sort mm-hmm. of I fill in backstory as I go, and I find that more uh, useful and fun for me. No, I no, guess no, what no, Jeff like is it. saying is that he likes to kid and play. No, stop yeah. it. Stop it. <laughs> stop trying to work kid and play into every episode. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was me last time. <laughs> she was speaking to both of us when she said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm kid and you're play. Uh, wait, does that mean I have to have a huge flat top hairdo? I have no idea which one has the huge flat I, top. I don't know either. One of them has cool <laughs> glasses, play, though. isn't it? Oh, I don't know either now that I think about it. Uh, oh, well. Uh, anyway, Brant, uh, I knew, uh, parents dead, uh, comes from, like, a noble family, doesn't really talk about it with people, uh, but then Strahd showed up in a session, just, like, passing by, and was like, hey, I recognize you, and so now it's been revealed, her full name is Elizabeth Anastasia Strahd, uh, Strahd, Brant, Elizabeth <laughs> Anastasia Brant, that would be a twist, she's Strahd's daughter. Uh, Strahd is is basically fantasy Dracula, and he he... lives in another dimension where everybody's like a a purple vampire monster ghost. Yeah, the the Curse of Strahd expansion. Where the Neopets are from. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The Curse of Strahd expansion for Dungeons and Dragons is like a sort of a universal monsters world where like the creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein are at. Is that where Um, Captain Transylvania is from? Yeah. That's the character yeah. Jeff. Oh my god. <laughs> you have to make your character have a secret identity that's Captain Transylvania. You I absolutely to. will not. No, I'm not going to do that. Jeff. Uh, th- it's a serious it's a serious character. It's not a joke character. Jeff. <laughs> Every You're character wrong. is a joke character if you think about it. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I took the the uh background folk hero, so hmm, maybe. Guy guys. Kid has the big high, high flat top. Oh, okay. Pl- play has cool glasses, so I'm happy being okay. Play because I have cool glasses. Also, it, from what, what I remember from that dumb movie they did where they were in high school, I think, even though that's ridiculous. Ha- no, party. they were in a house party, Louisa. <sighs> no, they did a movie, maybe it is house party, but they were in high school, I think, right? Even though uh, they're I've never seen house fully party. grown human adults. But, uh, uh, didn't, uh, play... No, Kid. Wait, which one was which? Tell me again. <laughs> kid had the flat top, okay. Play had the glasses. What, do plays, what does Play's hair look like? I was gonna say, Play cut... Well, he has a angular um, MC Hammer haircut, but he has facial hair like Matt does, right? That's true. That he does, yes. Well, so not all, of, all the time, but yes. Because Jeff has a beard and his head is shaved, that Jeff should start combing his beard up... And how oh tall my god, <laughs> Jeff! Or not even that. I mean, that would be really great, but probably super weird. I bet you could genuinely get away with like your beard is long enough if you just cut the bottom of it flat and like super gelled it into a square. That would look awesome. Uh, that would be fun. That yes. I could enter into one of those beard competitions that uh, sad old men enter, where they have fun-shaped beards. It's like a birdcage with a bird in it, but it's made out of my beard. Jeff. I'm lonely. For the record, Jeff. I think you absolutely should do it, but it is not fun. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Jeff, you said that this is a competition that sad old men enter, and you're already two of those things, and with time... Ooh, which of those two, though? <laughs> we'll never know. Yep. <sighs> The world may never know. What is that? Did you guys know Kid and Play were both named Chris? Yes, I did know that. 
just like uh, crisscross. We made we made a joke on this That's podcast. Oh fuck, you're right. You Patty. said was the funniest joke you ever heard that Jeff said about kid and play. What, what did I say, <laughs> <laughs> Matt? I kind of remember, but I don't remember what the joke was. You have to tell us. What were their last names? Because I know they're both named Chris, and it was something about... Oh, yes, Christopher Chris... Reed and Christopher Martin, and about how Coldplay... Oh, it was yeah. something about Coldplay. Yeah, Kid and Coldplay or something. Yes. Yeah. That's Col- still Coldplay. a great joke. <laughs> Any of our listeners who actually listen <laughs> will be very angry because yep. you said it was the <laughs> thing ever, and none of us remember it. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Cross were also both named Chris. Uh, Chris Mac yeah. Daddy Kelly and Chris Daddy Mac Smith. That's the reason we started talking about that sort of thing. I'm a yeah. little upset that we've already talked at length about Kid and Play, <laughs> and now we're doing it again. <laughs> How does this keep coming up? I don't know. I guess we're stuck in our youth or something. Good. I guess Good so. <clears throat> anyway. Um, uh, okay. Think... Oh, go on. Uh, I, I've been reading through the new D&D guide, and I sort of really want to play as a Kenku, uh, which are raven people, and they can't speak. They can only mimic any sound they've heard. Yeah, you know what you should do is wait until the next edition of Scion comes out, because you might be able to play as a Kenku, well, Tengu in that. Yeah. But I particularly <laughs> like... Well, no, that's not true. I, I really do like the, um, the... Uh, stat system for Scion, but uh, I, I still, despite playing a lot of that game, uh, don't get the battle system. But I guess, actually, if it's a new edition, it'll probably be all different. Yeah, the new battle system is a lot easier to understand. Phew! Yep. So, the new module, or whatever you said, that has come out, that's still 5th edition, right? They're not on to 6th yes. edition. Okay. Correct. No, they may, they may not do 6th edition for a long time, because they are, they have been rather slow with releasing actual supplements to 5th edition, uh, instead choosing to release a lot of campaign books. Yeah, well, and, like, their last... Because 3.5 was, like, the Dungeons & Dragons game for, like, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and then they came out with 4, and it was the the hottest, stinkiest garbage. Uh, <laughs> it was possibly the worst game ever designed by man. Um, yeah, it was... It's, like, I played it a couple times, and I didn't hate playing it, because it's still D&D, but, man, it's just, like, every class is a wizard. You have a list of five things you can do in battle, and that's it. I feel... I kind of think that the Dungeons & Dragons 4th edition, to me, is a lot like the Star Wars prequels were to a lot of people who were big fans of Star Wars, where, like... You can force yourself to get some enjoyment out of it because it's still kind of the thing you like, but it's not good. It's badly made, and so you're not going to love it. You just can't. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, 3.5, uh, has, what, like, 500 official books, and then also that was when they made the, um, the gaming platform open source, basically, so there's... Functional, there's functionally infinite of this very, very good, solid D&D gameplay. And they're like, alright, here's our follow-up to it. It's nothing like that. Yeah, it was, it was like they were trying to make Dungeons & Dragons into a trading card game. Yep. So, that's not great. But then they came out with Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, which I think is uh, good. I think it might be an improvement on 3.5. 
it's interesting to me that because Pathfinder, which is another tabletop game, was spawned from Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 as well, and it's sort of like just more of that, like a continuation of 3.5. It's interesting yeah. to me how different Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition and Pathfinder are because they're both like sort of continuations of 3.5, but in very different directions. I think. Yeah, it's really strange. Uh, fifth edition seems to be more about giving each class a lot of different options rather than just making there be a lot of classes. Right. Um, but also at the same time, you there's like what twelve skills versus Pathfinder having like twice as many at least. Yeah, that's always been the most boring part of the 3.5 books to me, when you have to choose, like, feats, and it's like, choose from this list of 135 feats. Like, no, I don't want to. And you're going down your list like, "Mm, how do I unlock this door? Lockpicking? Sleight of hand? Stealth? Like, these are all too similar. Just make them one thing. Yeah. Alright, I wasn't listening to anything you guys were saying, because I was looking at Kenku uh, cosplays. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, you've all seen that really good one, right? Yes. I think we talked about this last night at the party we were all at together. We're fun. Yeah. But uh, what I want to say about 5th edition, which is the only one... fun people say all the time. (laughs) We're having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm only familiar with 5th edition. I haven't played any of the others. But, um, hey, here's something for 6th edition, maybe. Uh, There is no fucking way to figure out what stats go where on the sheet when you're putting together your character sheet. If you're learning, if you're teaching yourself from the book... Uh, how to write a character sheet. Uh, why is there no instruction guide for that? I don't understand what you mean. Well, you know how if you do your taxes yourself on paper, uh, you get that little book that they come in, and for the actual tax sheet, it'll be like, box 11B, write a number here. And then you can go in your little tax booklet and find the section for what's supposed to go in box 11B, and it'll explain all that. There is nothing like that for Dungeons & Dragons. Why is that? Isn't there? No, because I wanted something like, like that. It, they had it something, says... They had a, a manual like that in 3.5, and everyone hated it because it took up, like, 50 pages. Well, how about Isn't, we get one of those again? For, for, doesn't five. the character sheet say what each thing is right next to the box? Mine does. No, like, when you're trying to... When you don't know what things are, uh, when you're filling out a sheet, and it's like, uh, be sure to write down your weapons class. Like, but it doesn't tell you where to put that. Like, <laughs> The things you need to know, there's no clear explanation of where they go. Mm. There's definitely some stuff on there, like like when it says initiative, and you're like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, like, there's just no way you can look it up. Because yeah. then you look up initiative in the index of the book, and it's like, this is what you roll at the beginning of battle. And you're like, well, that can't be what I'm supposed to write down here. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea. Because also on the pre-printed sheet that you get... There's a little box for initiative, and it does not say initiative on that box. So the whole yeah. time I'm like, well, what goes in this box, though? So It's gotta you be got important. A, you got a bad sheet. I mean, it's part of it is... official sheet, I don't know what to say. Yeah, there's still multiple official sheets. Part of it is that, but part of it is also... There's a certain... There's, like, a barrier for entry to Dungeons & Dragons, which makes me mad. But yeah. you, like, you kind of need to have somebody who knows it teach you it and i don't know that yeah. there's a way which is around true that. but is a shame and yeah. i think if they just had a goddamn simple tax form way to fill out your sheet you could solve that oh you should get uh an app it just does it all the math for you no but i want to know what i'm doing i want to learn just it. play neverwinter nights 
Yeah, that won't teach me anything. (laughs) (laughs) I keep my character sheets in an app because I really like that when I level up, it just, like, adds text to the the text field that I... Holy shit, guys, we've been recording for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's usually how it goes. I guess so. We really... we got the DMD subreddit. What did you expect? <laughs> Fine. Uh, okay, uh, well, hopefully you guys learned something, even though we didn't make any jokes at all for the past hour and a half, so sorry about that, I guess. Um, if anyone wants to play a and d game run by me or Jeff, shoot us an email, I guess. We could run a one-shot. Please don't do that. Yeah, probably don't do that. I have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interact with our fans. <laughs> um, but you should all play D and D with each other. Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, somebody start a Facebook group, and then you can all uh, play Dungeons and Dragons together. Does this okay, game great. have a Facebook group? I mean, this game. Does this podcast have a Facebook group? No. Why no, haven't you there's guys not started a people. Facebook group? I started a Facebook group for Creepy Podster, which gets Wrong. like. About 1,200 mm. listeners an episode, yeah. and the Facebook group is uh, everyone who's been a guest on the show and, like, four fans. Well, yeah, uh, but those four fans sure do post a lot. <laughs> they're telling you about how they have shoes and jeans you need to buy. <laughs> That's pretty much what No, they're, they're, they're just, like, weird teenagers, and it's weird to interact with um, people who have, like, a totally different... Uh, brain, I guess. Well, the important like, thing not... is that you've called them weird teenagers. <laughs> well, they're not way. they're not similar to me in demographic, uh, and so they're weird in different ways than I'm weird, and so I'm having to adjust uh, the way I interact because I don't know. I feel like creepy. Emojis. I feel like creepy podsta is really just a passing of the torch from one group of teenagers, like. Now that you and your friends aren't teens anymore, passing it on to the next generation of weird teenagers. <laughs> yeah, we're too old to know about creepypastas anymore, so I'm teaching all the young folks about them. Yeah, you're teaching <laughs> how to be weird to a generation of weirdos. Oh man, I'm uh, really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I hope that you weirdos out there listening to this really enjoyed it, and I hope that you tell all your friends to rate and review us on iTunes. I assume you've already done it, but... Uh, Your friends should do it, too. Even if they don't listen, that's fine. Um, And please come on back. Uh, uh, If you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at SeeingReddit. You can send us an email, uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com. I'm Matt Heron. You can find me at KamikazePilot on Twitter. I'm Jeff Kowalski. Find me at J3FK. Go to WeaponizedLanguage.com for more episodes of this show and both of my other shows. I should have a new episode of Frank Ecto up soon. I'm just uh, not editing it because playing Pokemon is more fun. Mm, It is more fun. (laughs) I'm Louisa Heron. You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird. And uh, yeah, I've also been playing a lot of Pokemon, but we have a different podcast for that. Yeah, I'm putting a moratorium on saying the word Pokemon. Uh, (laughs) After this episode, I will bleep out every instance of the word Pokemon (laughs) on this show. Uh, You should take a sample uh, from a previous episode of Louisa saying Yokai Watch and replace any instance of Pokemon with that sample. That might be what I do. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I caught a Pikachu in Yokai Watch the other day. Uh, yep. All right. Well, uh, so hope you guys have a good week. And until next time, remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. <laughs> I forgot again. <laughs>
Don't read the comments. I mean, it would be pretty cute, but they wouldn't give us very good eggs. Oh, my God. You need three eggs for every real egg. For Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this egg is only a teaspoon large. But you can have the cutest hors d'oeuvres ever. That's true. Oh, <laughs> tiny deviled eggs. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That would be so cute. You could I... mix them in with one of those bags of the candy-shelled eggs with chocolate inside, and then just people would be like, mm, this is delicious. Ah! We've tricked you. You're coming in raw egg now. And then they'd be like, but that was the greatest prank of this Easter, so you win. (laughs) Yeah, you win the the traditional Easter prank war. Man, uh, (laughs) I feel like Easter needs more meat on its bones since most people don't don't worry so much about the resurrection part. And I feel like a prank war would be perfect. It does usually come around the same time as uh, April Fool's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could start the prank on whichever comes first that year, Easter or April Fool's Day, and then finish it up, big finale, on the other holiday. Yeah, I kind of, I've always thought that April Fool's Day is weird because a very good prank usually takes, like, a couple of days to get good. You need to really slow burn a good prank. Yeah, April Fool's Day is for pranks that, as soon as you do them, it's immediately obvious that they're pranks, and those are usually borderline assault. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and also by the definition of pranks, not really pranks in my estimation. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. They're just more like, oh, you turned all the desks around. Cool. Please, yeah. please fix it. Thank so you. So, what would you say a prank is? Something that involves making someone believe something that isn't true and then revealing it? I think a prank has to be something where it's like a surprise and confusing. Like a confusing surprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm writing on the front of all of my April Fool's Day cards as well. <laughs> Your friendship is like a confusing surprise. 